Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, Today is November 7th, and we are in for another amazing week. We are in financial, excuse me, different topic. Today, we're actually, or in this week, we're actually in Generational Wealth Week. One of my favorite topics to talk about with individuals is generational wealth, how to build it, how to have it. Do you have it? Do you need it? What the heck is it? All of those particular things is what we're going to be talking about this week. Today, we're talking about how financial literacy affects the way you handle money. If you ever feel like, um, you know, let's let's circle back. In today's episode of Ladder Talk Live, we're talking about how financial literacy affects the way you handle money. We'll talk about how to make sure your children, your kids are getting a good education in this area and what to do if they aren't. We're also going to be talking about how to handle debt, when it's okay to use credit cards, when it's not, and what we can do when our finances are being affected by others. So a lot of interesting information that we're going to be talking about today and all week. Again, it's Generational Wealth Week, and we have a lot to learn. Um, Some of us aren't really preparing for the future. We're just kind of handling life as it comes to us. But it's about time now that we focus specifically on what is happening as we speak. Um, Del, can you hear me? Let me know. But thank you all for joining uh, Ladder Talk Live. I am your host. I am Coach Alina, and I am so excited to see each and every one of you here. I am live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and Entra. So if you are watching this live, um, you will see that we are going to be Uh, Again, talking about all of the things that are happening as it pertains to generational wealth. So thank you again for joining. I really appreciate you all. Um, Again, we have a lot to learn, a lot to talk about, and a lot to go over today. So let's go ahead and get started. So how financial literacy affects the way you handle money. Number one, how to make sure your children are getting a good education in this area and what to do if they aren't. So your children will be more likely to make good financial decisions as adults if they learn about money at a young age. The earlier start, the earlier you start, the better. Okay, good morning, Maisha. Um, the earlier you start, the better. Uh, Maisha, let me know if you can hear me. I know that uh, there might have been some audio issues um, earlier. So uh, the earlier you start, the better. So here are some ways that you can teach your children about money. Okay, good morning, Starshima. So number one, talk about it. It's not a big elephant. Don't let it be a secret. Money is important. It keeps the world going round and we need to talk about it with our children. Okay. Use everyday situations as opportunities for discussion. For example, ask them how much an item costs at the store and how much gas costs at the pump. No longer are we going to minimize our children and their ability to afford things. Right. Um, When we were kids growing up, we say the thing, 
you know, when you go to the store, you can't buy nothing. Don't touch nothing. Don't don't do none of those things. Um, keep your hands to yourself. You better not put nothing in this cart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can't afford that. But you are, um, what's the word I want to use? You are imprinting thoughts about money before a child really even understands it. You're imprinting on their mindset that we can't afford anything. You can't have it. You can't afford it without telling them the value of a dollar, right? Getting them involved in money, involved in earning, investing, all of the things, instead of just saying no, make it make sense, right? Because there's going to be a time when they can't afford things. But if they don't have a um, smart education about finances, when they receive money, they are either going to hoard it and not buy anything, or because they see it as a scarcity, they're going to spend it all to get what they can because they think it's going to somehow go away anyway. And magically it's gone because you didn't spend everything. Okay. We need to start having conversations about the cost and the value of things. Thank you, Andres. The value of everything is important. Good morning, Keith. You have to decide what type of education are you going to be providing to your children and sometimes our inner child. Because I have been imprinted certain thoughts about money based on what I saw. Now I have to retrain myself on what money is even for. Number two, play games that involve money, such as Monopoly or Life. There's now investor games that are Black-owned businesses that you can support and also teach real estate, investing, all of those things to your children. This can be helpful, um, can help them understand how different amounts of money work together to buy things. It also helps them understand why it's important to save for things rather than spend all of their money right away. The faster we can start teaching them about financing and investing, even at the small level, Every purchase is an investment into your future, whether it be going to the grocery store and buying a loaf of bread or water or whatever. Each individual purchase that you will ever make, even as small as a Snickers bar, is an investment into your future. You might think to yourself, what, do you, what the heck is this girl talking about? Think about it. If you're purchasing healthy options, healthy foods, now your future is more healthy. Your body, right? is more healthy. However, if you purchase the bad things, the, the, the high sugar, the, the not so good for your body things today, now you're investing in the future of an unhealthy lifestyle. If you can teach your children and yourself being more aware of what are you investing your money into, then you have an opportunity to really see things through, right? You have an opportunity to identify, okay, well, what am I spending my money on? Now, don't get me wrong. I invest my money sometimes in not great things as well. Okay. I love me a good chocolate, piece of chocolate every now and again, and some soda every now and again. But again, I have to also see myself into the investment of my future. This is what you get to see, what you decide. Is this making sense? Don't buy anything on credit cards that costs more than what you make in a week, try saving up instead. Now, I have a complex thought on this particular suggestion. 
because I do think credit is everything. Credit is everything. The faster you can slowly build your credit, the better in the future. Now, there are some people, if you all know me, I invest in, in several different things. I have several different businesses and uh, even my own family. I was raised by older parents, so I have old, older relatives and they say, you know, in their 80s, oh, I want to finally buy that really nice car. I got the credit. I got the money, but I'm going to wait. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Sometimes people have this amazing credit. They got this 800 credit score just to say they have an 800 credit score and then do nothing with the credit. What's the point? Make it make sense, y'all. If you're pushing your entire life to have this amazing credit, but then never actually use your credit, what's the point? Make it make sense. Ensure that if you are specifically building your credit, what are you building it for? Long ago, long are the days that you, credit is only used for this house or only used for the car. Now you can use this credit to build a business, to build generational wealth. Leverage your credit to build. Don't just hoard it because once something happens to you, that credit doesn't fall into your children's lap. That 800 credit score doesn't give you any more access in the afterlife, I don't think. <laughs> so while you are here, what are you leveraging your credit for? Build the generational wealth with smart investments. Excuse me, leveraging your credit in positive ways. Give your children an allowance and save some of their allowance for them each week if they want. Give them responsibility of their own money so they'll learn how important it is to keep track of what's going into their bank account, what's going in and out of it, and, and how hard it can be, but the importance of building that level of um, awareness around, well, you spend all your money on this, so now you can't afford that, right? If you would have saved, then you would have had the opportunity to purchase that toy or that game or whatever it is that, you know, your child may be interested in, those Robux plug, right? So you have to understand and teach your children the importance of what money does, what money, what power money has, regardless of what you may feel about money. It's still, it's still going to be in the world, right? No, we're not saying teach your children to be money hungry and this and that and the other. They just simply at this point need to have financial awareness, financial literacy around money. And as a parent or a rich auntie, as I like to call myself or whomever, we have the choice, we have the responsibility to provide that knowledge, sharing what money can buy you, right? What credit can do for you, all of those things. Okay, number two, how to handle debt and when is it okay? So when it comes to handling debt, good morning, Tanita, good morning, Mal. Um, when, when it comes to handling debt, there are some things that you should always be doing. Number one, never take out a loan if you don't have a good reason for doing so. AKA, don't buy something because your friends have it. Now, 
I'm not going to take out a loan to buy a bag. I'm not going to put myself in a, in a uncertain position to purchase um, things that aren't going to make me more money. That's a difference, right? Now, am I going to purchase things that may get me a cheat code or um, get me there a little faster in the process? Yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to do that. But am I going to use my use use it alone to to buy frivolous things? No. Always pay off your credit card balances if you can, um, as fast as you can. Now there are if you can't afford this, you know don't 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 use it. There are strategies, however. You've got twelve month no interest financing credit cards, which can really help you. Good morning, Kadian. Um, that can really help you with these long term strategies of buying something in bulk or buying big things, big purchases. But keep in mind, how is that item going to make you money? Or what are you going to be doing? What's your strategy to repay this? If you're if you're purchasing this big old TV and you got to put it on credit, can you can you have technically afforded it with your cash? I always encourage you to buy with your credit card with the things that you could have paid with cash, because again, everything is building credit. Everything is building credit. Even if I have the cash, I'm still going to use my credit. Pay it off. Build my credit. But be, be, be honest with yourself. Can you afford this? Don't just buy to buy. A lot of people say don't buy anything on credit cards that cost more than you make in a week. Try saving up for it instead, they say. Now, only you know your 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 boundaries, what you can really afford, what what relevancy it, it is for you. Um, but when you're investing in things, make sure that you're being specific and being smart with your investment using your credit. Can this make me money? That should kind of be how you think about everything, or at least that's how I think about everything. Who knows if it's right or wrong? But how can this help make you more money? How can this 10x whatever it is that you already do? Right? If I'm going to purchase, um, let's, let's say, a cricket. If I purchase a cricket, I can make money with that cricket because now I can produce product with that with that purchase versus if i'm going to uh, wear uh, buy a pair of louboutins what what is that going to provide me now some people will say images is is a form of currency which i do agree with so there's 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 that but be realistic be smart with the purchases that you're making Number three, what can we do when our finances are being affected by others? Now, this is a tricky one because sometimes our parents put our our names on credit cards or put our names on certain things, and sometimes they forget to pay them back or they don't pay them back, right? How can you do that? Your finances are not just a reflection of your personal habits. They're also affected by the people around you. If you have a family member who's constantly asking for help for money, it can be difficult to stay on track with saving and investing. So I want to give you some ways to keep your finances in check when your finances are connected and affected by others. Number one, set up a separate bank account for your children's college fund. Make sure that they don't know how much money it is in it. Remember, they're still kids. 
right? This will prevent them from asking for money when they need it most. That particular fund is designed specifically for that thing. Now, we will have some experts this week that will talk about how to particularly leverage um, your, your money for generational wealth. So stay tuned for that this week. We'll get a little deeper into that. Number two, create separate accounts for each debt that you owe and then only use those accounts to pay off those debts. This way, if one of your friends asks for money at the last minute, you will not feel obligated to give them some because there's not money in that particular account. Or you could just say no. But if you're uncomfortable saying no, at least you're being honest. If a friend or family member asks for help with their finance, take some time before making any decision about what you do next. Talk to them about how much money they need and why exactly they need it before giving them any money so that they know exactly what type of situation they are in before deciding whether or not you want to offer assistance. Some of you will be so successful, people will be drawn to you. Now, sometimes people will be drawn to you because of what you can possibly offer to them. Now, there are going to be situations where it is nice to invest in a friend. They may have a spectacular business idea and you being an investor in that particular thing could be very beneficial. And sometimes it cannot. Use your judgment on that. Go with your gut. And Remember, this won't be the first time you hear this and hopefully not the last. Do not invest what you can't afford to lose. It's just as volatile as the stock market, investing in other people. Don't think that just because you give somebody $10,000 that it's going to turn into a million bucks. It may not. Are you okay with that? Before you loan out money to someone, are you okay with that? Make sure that you have true plans of, you know, how, how, do you, how, how are you going to get that money back? What, what is the strategy that that particular person has notified you of that can help you identify, is this a good investment? Because you don't want to get to a situation where, again, you're just loaning out, loaning out money to only never get it back. Who wants that? Nobody wants that, right? Identify what is it that you are going to be doing to ensure that your money is received and returned. And if you're the person asking for the money, please be prepared to provide that. Nobody owes you anything. Be prepared to provide that information. Everybody wants to know how they're going to get, to get their return on their investment. Be willing to give that information back. Don't take it personally. You want to know what's what would it be going on with your money. Why wouldn't you expect your friend to know what's going to be happening? Again, all this week, we are going to be here 11 a.m. Eastern talking about generational wealth. We have made a decision early today, this morning at 11 a.m., we've all decided we want to build generational wealth for ourselves and our family, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, the kids that great-great-grandkids you will never meet. You want to build wealth for them, right? Yes? Let me know. This week, we're going to talk about how to do that. How to do it. How in the world can you do it with who you are today? Each day, we're going to build upon that. Each day, we're going to learn something new about that. This week, 
So be prepared to take some action. Be prepared to um, invest in yourself. Be prepared to continue to learn. If you're not already generationally wealthy from your parents, be the one that changes that. Be the trailblazer in your family. Be the one that 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 the, the family talks about generations later because you built such an empire. You built something spectacular. And, and they want to be a part of that. Now, that is something to talk about. Right? Because you get the opportunity to, to now be a trailblazer in your family. You get to be the change maker. You get to do that. That is an honor. You shouldn't take it lightly. It's your responsibility. Nobody wants to live in poverty. Who do you think is volunteering for that? Nobody. Now, you may happy to happen to be in what some may call poverty, but you won't be for long if that is you and you're watching this. Because uh, we got some wealth to build and we're doing it this week. We're talking about it. What steps can you take? What literal steps you can take to build. Today, we're, we're a few months shy of a brand new year. We have... Um, resolutions to finish and resolutions to build for 2023. Goals to complete for 2022, goals to create for 2023. So every single day is important and we do not have time to waste. We all have control. We all have the power to make a change. We all have a power to build that generational wealth. You get to be the change if you're not, if, if that wasn't for you, if that did not, if that was not imprinted on you, that's okay. We get to change that this week. So um, tomorrow we're going to be talking about how your family history can affect how you build generational wealth and how you can make it better. You are not a product of your past. You are creating your future. Let's focus on that. Focus on that. We're focusing on that tomorrow. We're going to go, we're diving deep again. So be ready to learn some more. Um, for those of you who are watching this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, wow, I really love this episode. I'd love to be a guest on her show. Go to laddertalklive.com. Sign up to be a guest. We'd love to have you. We learn from each of you. You impact change amongst the world. And this podcast is reaching many. So we'd love to have you. And if you're watching this and you want to have a chat, right? You know that I'm an executive leadership coach. I'm a LinkedIn coach. I can teach you how to double your income um, as a business owner on LinkedIn, how to double double whatever your company is bringing in. You want to learn how to do that on LinkedIn. Go to coachalina.com, schedule a free clarity session so we can talk about your options. If you want to get your career together, career coaching, all of those things, we have something for everyone. Go to coachalina.com, Schedule a free consultation this week. Do not let this week pass you by without talking to me. If you aren't where you want to be in your career, in your life, and or in your business, you need to talk to me. We need to get that together. We are not going into 2023, and we're really not going to go into next week without getting that together, fixing it. 
So go to coachwalina.com, go ahead and schedule a clarity session so we can get some things together and get started on working together before the week, the end of the year is up, but don't let a week pass you by without still succeeding and meeting your objectives, your goals. Okay. So I hope each and every one of you have an amazing rest of the day. Um, I will see you again tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern and have a great day. Make it a good one. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.